Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Paul's Imagination. And I hope you're excited for this episode because um, I'm going to get to talk about my experience as a cast member for the Walt Disney Company. Um, if you're here to hope that I'm going to go ahead and bash my time and talk about negative experiences, that is going to be far from what is going to happen because I loved every moment of being a cast member. Um, and I can't wait to talk about all four roles that I was in. Um, so more than just being a cast member uh, in the parks at Walt Disney World, but some other roles as well that uh, that I'll be able to share with you and and talk through that. So I'm really, really excited. Um, as I kind of conduct my podcast, I always have like a list of running ideas um, to talk about whenever I don't necessarily have too much uh, as a main topic. So this one's been in my back pocket for a while. So I'm really, really excited to finally get to talk about it. Um, but we also have plenty of park news. Um, some at Disney, uh, one big piece of news at Universal Studios Orlando, which we'll get to talk about, um, and a shocking amount of entertainment news along with a movie review. Um, so let's get right into it. Let's actually start over on the other side of town, over at Universal Studios Orlando. Um, Universal released uh, or announced that this summer, uh, Minions Land will open at Universal Studios. Now, Minions Land is going to take over basically the first strip when you enter Universal Studios. Um, We already have one uh, Despicable Me-themed attraction on the left-hand side. I'm trying to think of the name of the... uh, I know it's um, something Mayhem. Um... And I'm now I'm like completely blanking out because I wanna, I wanna remember the name of the attraction and I just can't think about it. Um, but there is going to be a uh, a new attraction um, that's going to open up along with a restaurant and I believe it looks like there's like a bakery area. Um, so Villain Con is the new attraction. Um, it's going to be what looks like is like a shooter game, almost like Buzz Lightyear or, um, over at Universal Studios, Men in Black. Um, and you're going to be able to join the Vicious Six, which comes from Minions, The Rise of Gru. Um, they're also opening an Illuminations Minion Cafe, um, which is going to have, uh, three different themed dining areas, which should be pretty cool. They, it does look like they have some good um, food options. There were some that were released. Um, there's also bake my day, which is a, uh, just going to have minion themed treats, cupcakes, macaroons, and s'mores. S'mores excite me. Um, there's also going to be an illumination theater where you get to meet your favorite characters from minions movies, um, along with freeze ray popsicles and Papanana, where you get banana flavored popcorn. So some of the items that they have that they're doing look cool. I just, I really don't love the idea of like walking into a theme park and it being themed to really anything other than the park itself. I'm actually like a huge, like I love Despicable Me. Um, It's probably one of my favorite non-Disney animated franchises. I think the movies are great. I'm a big fan of them. I just don't love the placement of it in Universal Studios. Um, I'm also not a fan of the attraction that exists there currently. Um, and I'm not really too excited about this new one. Um, I'm not sure if I'll, when I'll get to ride. I still have not even been on Velocicoaster yet. Um, 
due to a breaking or being shut down due to weather every time I go. Um, I, I kind of hope that this is open during um, Halloween Horror Night so I get the chance to ride it. Um, but it'll be intriguing to see what the area looks like. I just love Minions. I just, I'm also, I'm not a big fan of having one themed land to one movie franchise. If you wanted to do an Illuminations area, I think that would be better fitted um, than just an area towards Minions. So that's my opinion, but uh, a pretty big uh, announcement coming from Universal today, opening summer 2023. Now back over to Disney. Um, it was a Disney, I forget the type of meeting there was today, um, but some things got uh, were spoken about. One thing um, that Bob Iger said specifically is that they're closely evaluating where it makes sense to further invest in the Disney parks. Um, and this is th some things that we've already previously heard. So it kind of brings up the idea of like, well, what what should they do? Um, and I know I, I've broken down like franchises that I would love in the parks. But here are some like just big picture ideas of things I would do uh, at each park. So starting at Magic Kingdom, I, I think Magic Kingdom's in a really good spot right now. If they are open to expanding that area beyond Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, um, I would do it. I think that's really the only thing you can do at um, Magic Kingdom. There are some attractions where I'm like, eh, you know, like I, I'd be okay with something else. But I think really their best bet, um, especially to get some new franchises into that park, uh, would be expanding the park. Um, so I, I'm all for that. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Um, especially cause in Disneyland Paris, like big Thunder Mountain railroad, isn't the last part of the park and same thing at Disneyland. Um, so it's interesting for hours to be that. So, um, I'd be cool with that. I think that, that would be fun. Um, over at Disney's Hollywood studios, this is probably my biggest one that I would want would be get rid of Star Tours, um, get rid of Animator's Courtyard, and retheme both areas. Um, Star Tours would just be an attraction, and Animator's Courtyard would be an area. Um, I just, I feel like with Star Tours specifically, it just, I don't think we need more Star Wars outside of Galaxy's Edge. I think that there is more than enough Star Wars, um, and it just, it, it's right outside of the land, so it doesn't make too much sense. Outside of Animator's Courtyard, um, I'm referring to the Little Mermaid show, the Disney Junior show um, with the little meet and greet areas, and uh, Star Wars Launch Bay. First Little Mermaid show is not currently running. Um, the Disney Junior area, like I, I think it's cute. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing to have. Um it's more so like I feel like if there's anything that makes sense where it is that that's probably the one. Um, it's more so I would retheme it because of the other things in the area, um, mainly Star Wars Launch Bay. I just think that is too big of a building um, to basically just go and look at memorabilia and meet more Star Wars characters when you already have a full land. Like it just feels like there's too much Star Wars, and then you have a vacant build or building that we're currently not able to see the show. So I'd really love to them to just do something completely new with that area. Or even if they left the Disney Junior um, show, but rethemed everything else, I feel like um, there could be some value there. Over at Epcot, um, I've always recommended just ha try to have an attraction at every Epcot country. Um, 
I love the countries that have an attraction. Um, I love that Mexico, even though, you know, Grand Fiesta Tour, it's not this big grand attraction. It's an attraction where you get to ride through Mexico. Um, the highlight of Norway is Frozen Ever After. You go over to France and you get to ride Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Um, those are like what makes going to theme park so awesome is the attractions. And I, a lot of people love Epcot to walk around and explore the countries. But when you can explore the countries and have an attraction there as well, um, A, if every, you know, if every country has an attraction, you'd be adding, adding an additional eight attractions. Um, and I'm talking like actual sit-down rides. I know we have some shows, but I'm talking about like an actual attraction. Um, I just think it'd be really, really fun. Um, you know, I, I, it probably would bump up Epcot potentially to my number one if they had that. My biggest knock with Epcot is always just, um, I just feel like it lacks with attractions. I, I personally, outside of, like, I do like all, you know, the attractions they have, but in my opinion, I think I prefer almost every other park for their attractions, um, in my opinion. And then lastly, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom just needs more attractions in general. The ones they have, Kilimanjaro Safari, great ride. Expedition Everest, one of my favorite all-time Disney rides. Flight of Passage, another all-time favorite. Um, I even, I don't mind Navi River Journey. Um, we just need more. Um, yeah, those dinosaur to the mix, that's really all you have. Um, Cali River Rapids, I don't even remember the last time I've been on that. Um, so I, we, we just need more. So my idea would be just re-theme Dinoland. Um, that whole area is just, it's a little depressing. Um, I think we need, we just need more there. Um, so yeah. And by the way, while we're talking about it, um, about Animal Kingdom, we, we went on Friday, um, and I got the pineapple crisp Sunday. Let me tell you, that was one of the best snacks I've ever had at Disney. Um, it was a vanilla ice cream with over like this pineapple cake with pineapple crisps and caramel. It was phenomenal. It's like seven bucks, but it, it was a pretty big like dessert. So delicious, had so much flavor. Um, I would say that it, it, it's arguably one of my favorite quick service food items I've ever had. So if you're at Animal Kingdom, the pineapple crisp sundae at the Tamu Tamu Refreshments over by Kilimanjaro Safari is an absolute must. It is so good. Um, I was a huge fan. Uh, bouncing over to Epcot, uh, the Eats of the Beat concert series um, lineup was released for Epcot Food and Wine Festival. I, the only, truthfully, the only like concert series I really get excited for is Festival of the Arts. Um, but if you're a fan, um, the lineup was released online. Some of the new ones are the Bacon Brothers, um, Arian Jones, Phillips Phillips, For King and Country, um, Boys to Men is back, which I know that's a big hit, um, We the Kings, um, I, I don't think I've ever been to a, uh, Eat to the Beat concert series, maybe this year I'll try to make it out to one, um, but if you're a fan, make sure to check it out, uh, coming this fall. Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, we got a um, really popular popcorn bucket, um, the Perfect Picnic Popcorn Bucket, which is basically like Mickey's hand going into a little picnic bucket. 
Um, it was released at Disneyland for the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, um, and now it's available at Hollywood Studios. So if you're interested, make sure to go check it out. Also, if you're looking to visit this summer um, and you don't have a Disney annual pass, you're looking for ticket options, Disney revealed the new Summer Magic ticket. Um, you get three days for $209, or four days for $229. Normally, I don't really promote like ticket pricings or anything, um, but this deal is one of the best that they've had in a while, and this is actually their best deal since COVID, um, since like the 2020, 2021 time. So if you're not looking to purchase an annual pass and you're looking to go to the parks, this is definitely your time because um, it's a really good deal compared to what they've had in the past. Now going back to pass holders, um, you will be excited to know, and I know I'm very excited, that VI pass holder days are coming this summer to Walt Disney World. Um, so what does that include? Because I know sometimes we get some benefits and they're like, Yo, what, do, what do we get excited for? I'm actually really excited for these ones. Um, so the first one I'll start off with, I know we're getting two new limited time photo ops. What that will be, TBD. All of this, we still don't have specifics of. We just know they're coming. Um, so I'm very excited. Uh, the photo ops will be cool. Um, we also are going to get a new pass holder magnet coming in June. From what it looks like, uh, it looks like it might be Figment. That's kind of been the uh, what everyone's been hinting at. They did release a video. I didn't see Figment in. I just saw a paintbrush, but... Um, but I always love a new uh, pass holder magnet, so I'm excited for that. Also, there's going to be a new limited time exclusive space to cool off for pass holders, which I think that's awesome. Um, I know Universal Studios has that, and it seems like people are a fan of it. So um, I'm excited to see what it is, where it is. Yeah, that's about all we know about it. So excited to get more information on that. We're also going to get new pass holder exclusive treats. Um, uh, I love trying new foods at Disney. Um, limited time things always get me. And if it's pass holder exclusive, um, I will almost certainly try to try them. So excited to see what those items are. But really the biggest piece of news that was most intriguing to me um, was increased discounts on select merchandise and dining locations across Walt Disney World. Um I'm excited because I haven't really had like purchased a lot of merchandise recently. Um, I actually recently bought a Disney 100 sweatshirt online uh, or T-shirt online, and then I also um, bought a sweater in the parks. But I never find myself spending that much on merch, so um, I'm excited to see what merchandise goes on sale and maybe stock up on some merch this summer. And the dining locations, I'm pumped for that because. I will take any excuse to go to a Disney dining, um, even if it's ones I've been to before. If there's increased discounts, you betcha, I will most likely be trying to do, I don't want to say all of them, but I'm going to try and do as many of them as I can, depending on how big the list is. So um, I'm really excited to see what um, what dining locations are going to be on that list. So more to come, nothing really too specific yet. They does say that it begins in June, so maybe sometime next week we'll find out what it will be, or uh, maybe the week after, so definitely should be coming soon, but I'm excited to see what it's about.
Now let's get over to our entertainment news. Um, on Disney Plus, there is a movie releasing on June 9th um, called uh, Flamin' Hot. It's the origin story of Hot Cheetos. I'm not a Cheetos person, but if you are, you might want to check it out. It does look pretty decent. Um, also announced in this call this week was uh, soon Disney's going to offer a one-app experience that will basically incorporate Hulu under the Disney Plus app. Um, that'll be complete by the end of the year. So um, by the end of the year, if you have Hulu and Disney Plus, um, you could just use a Disney Plus app and you'll be able to access both um, both streaming services from there. There is a higher price coming for Disney Plus ad free tier later this year. Um, I really hope it's before my renewal. I don't want to have to pay at a higher price, but um, I guess we'll see as it comes closer. Um, it also They also mentioned that they're going to focus on less volume on Disney Plus, um, which it did cause some frustrations amongst fans. I'm okay with that. I feel like Disney releases a lot of content on Disney Plus that just does not catch my eye, um, like the Flame Hot Cheetos documentary or movie. Um, there, there's a lot of shows like that where I'm just like, eh, we have a lot of National Geographic stuff that I'm not the biggest fan of. Like, if we're going to cut things like that, then I'm okay with that because I'm okay focusing on some of these bigger, um, bigger shows, bigger projects. I mean, we really haven't gotten like a Disney Disney piece of content on Disney Plus in a while. Um, outside of, I guess we did get Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, so I, I would rather focus on more of those things rather than some of these random pieces of content that fit such a niche audience. Um, so I hope that's what they mean when they say that, but I guess we'll see. Um, coming on June 7th, both on Disney Plus and Max. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water uh, will arrive. So if you have not seen it, um, I'm sorry that you're going to have to see it this way because in theaters was truly incredible, um, but it will be available on that June 7th date. Um, Marvel news for Disney+. Plus. Uh, we found out Loki and Echo. So Loki Season 2 is going to drop on October 6th, and then all episodes of Echo will release on November 29th. Um, Echo will be the first Disney plus Marvel show to have all episodes released in one uh, at one time. Um, I do question if they have much hope for the show. Um, it doesn't really like it seems like Echo has the least amount of fan interest. Um, it wasn't a character that particularly intrigued me watching um, Hawkeye. So... I mean, I'm going to watch it because it's Marvel, but I don't know. I just, I wonder if that was part of their concern and they think maybe if people can watch it all at once, that might actually drive more interest. Um, we'll see. Also, releasing it that close to Christmas, you might start to get people that aren't as interested. So we'll see. I'm intrigued. Um, I'm okay with it because then I get to watch everything at once and I don't have to wait, you know two months to, to see it all. Also, the last piece of Disney Plus news, um, all the Indiana Jones movies will release on Disney Plus on May 31st. So if you're getting ready for the final installment of the Indiana Jones franchise, um, like myself, I will so soon be needing to do that. You'll be able to watch all of them um, by the end of this month. 
touring uh, Disney on Ice. I know it's infamous. We never talk about it. Um, but soon they're going to be touring with uh, new scenes from Frozen 2 and Ray and the Last Dragon. So if you're a Disney on Ice fan, um, which I don't blame you. I've seen Disney on Ice twice. Um, I'm a fan. I would go again if I could drag Lindsay, but she's not interested. Um, but there's going to be some uh, some new scenes that are coming out. Um, for movie stuff, uh, Elemental tickets are on sale. So I'm excited. I'm going the opening night for it. Going to try and do a Disney Springs bar or happy hour crawl. So let's see if that uh, gets accomplished. We also got a new Haunted Mansion trailer, which I think looks awesome. Um, honestly, at this point, I think looking at the rest of the year outside of The Flash, I think Haunted Mansion might be my most anticipated movie of the year. Maybe I, I, Elemental's up there too, but Haunted Mansion just looks so good. Um, I, for one, really, like I loved The Jungle Cruise. I thought it was a great adaptation. It was one of my favorite movies, I think, of, I think that was 2021. It was so good. I had a, bl- a blast with it. Um, and I think Haunted Mansion will be even better. So I'm really, really excited for it. The cast is great. Um, it looks, it doesn't look like a horror movie, but it doesn't look like they're going for this like super corny, like it's, it definitely seems like it's going to be different than the Eddie Murphy version, which I'm excited about. Any sports fans, uh, the Pat McAfee show is joining ESPN and ESPN plus. So, um, if you're a sports fan, you like Pat McAfee, um, I think it's still going to be on YouTube. Just ESPN will spearhead it so to say um it's he's coming to espn so uh i don't know how much that will really change his show but um it's happening and the last piece of not really entertainment news but something that uh that i found or i can't say i found but um alex rodriguez who's been on the show plenty of times um messaged me at, at work this morning and he was asking he's like you ever hear of Disney Movie Insiders? And I, I've, I've heard of it. I think it used to be called something else. But um, I started looking into it. And this is actually really cool. Um, and I, I recommend it for any, like, hardcore Disney fans. Basically, it's an app where if you have Disney Plus and go to the movies um, for, like, Disney property movies, you can actually earn points that can be used for, like, different rewards. Um, so for instance, if you have Disney plus, um, I think you originally get a 20, you get 25 points up front, um, for having your Disney plus account. And then each month you get 50 points, which I think that's really cool. And then every movie it's like you earn, like every movie you see in theaters, you can earn points. Like I think right now, if you purchase tickets for elemental, you get like 300 points, um, and then so I started looking like, well, what can these points be? Like I'm looking right now. I'm sorry. It's Little Mermaid 300 points um, that you get. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, you get 150 points. Um, so it's cool that you just get these uh, these different rewards for, for having it. Um, but some of the things you can redeem it for, um, they can vary from movie posters to Funko Pops to different like member exclusive pins um there's a lot of cool things the thing that i really want to try and save for 
is you can actually save up for a D23 membership, um, which I think sounds really cool because I've contemplated numerous times. Um, so definitely check it out. It's completely free. All you got to do is link your Disney account to it. Um, like I said, for myself, I'm someone who like I see every movie in theater. So that's a lot of missed opportunities that I've been having. Um, so I'm definitely, I literally just signed up this morning. So I think I got 50 points um, just for adding my Disney Plus And I added one more thing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to test it out. And I'll definitely... You know, as I use it more, we'll uh, we'll report back and share uh, share my thoughts. Now, I mentioned I had a movie review, um, and let me tell you, this movie shocked me. Um, but I saw Book Club: The Next Chapter, which is a sequel to the Book Club, and I'm not gonna lie, I normally never like regret the idea of going to see a movie, but I really thought I was gonna regret this movie. Um, Busy day. We like I. I didn't think I had a care in the world. Couldn't get into the first one. Um, I truthfully only wanted to go see this because it was in Italy, and I thought it'd be a pretty movie to see. Um, but I really like. I just didn't think it was going to be my type of movie. Um, basically, what this movie or what the franchise is about is uh, four older women who are who gather and hang out and talk about. They're in a little book club and. Um, this movie sets after COVID. They're always, you know, online and they're chatting and whatnot. And then finally they get to reconnect in person. And one of them turns out to be engaged. And they go on a bachelorette party to Italy. Um, and I'm just, I would, this is right now, we're almost midway through the year. This is my most surprising film. Um, I didn't like the first one. Didn't think I was going to like this one, but this one was so entertaining, so fun, and it's in Italy. Um, it, I had a blast with this. Um, pros, if you told me this was the funniest movie of the year, I wouldn't fight you on it. Um, like, it is so funny. It, it it's. I laughed so much, more than I thought I was going to. It's really impressive like how funny this movie actually is. Um, the dynamic of the core cast is perfect. Like they blend so well together. They are they all shine. They're all so good. Um, I was I was impressed. I did not expect them to just work so well together. It's just an entertaining movie. Like it's fun. It's funny. It just it's just fun. It's a fun comedy. Um, plus, it's a comedy in Italy. So how do you beat that? Not named Mafia Mama because Mafia Mama. I don't know what that was. It was in Italy, but I don't know if it was necessarily a comedy. Um, the few cons that I had, it, it follows some typical movie cliches. The structure of the movie is very simple. Um, you kind of know what to expect, when to expect it. Um, they have some heartwarming surprises that are very predict predictable. You're content with them, but you just know it's coming. Um, but overall, I give this movie an 8.6 out of 10. I was very, very surprised. It just... When I can have a lot of fun with a movie and laugh and smile and just enjoy it that much, like I, I, I'm going to end up really enjoying it. Um, some people will go and they'll be like, all right, this was fine, but I'll never watch it again. Um, that's a movie I left and was like, all right, like I could go home and watch this again. It was so fun. But anyways, that is, that is Book Club, the next chapter. But all right, let's get into talking 
my time for the Walt Disney Company. So I'm currently not a cast member. I know some people, uh, I guess, thought I was based off my podcast, but I'm not. Um, My last time working for the Walt Disney Company was April 2020. Um, And so I've had a a pretty wild, interesting, like, career with Disney. Um, I've worked in four different roles for a grand total of probably just over a year. Um, A lot of my stints were unfortunately very short just due to the nature of contracts, internships, COVID, um, seasonal roles. Um, But I I loved every second of every role I was in. I I had so much fun, so many great experiences. Um, And I feel like with this platform on my podcast, I have to be able to share it because I just had so much fun with it. So um, dating back to... uh, Probably, I would say winter 2016, um, me and Lindsay, this is when we were first dating, um, we went to, we were coming up to Orlando um, to do Halloween Horror Nights, and this, that point that, that year, we we're going to come up, spend some uh, time, and just do a universal weekend. Uh, we we're going to do Halloween Horror Nights, I think we went to a concert that Saturday, and that Sunday we were we did Islands of Adventure. Um, but I'm like, why not? Like, we're going all out already. Why don't we go and do Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? Like, if we're going to do Halloween Horror Nights, why don't we try Disney's party too? Um, had a blast at Horror Nights as always. Good time in the concert. Good time at Islands of Adventure. Um, and then we went to Disney. And this was our first time going just the two of us to Disney. We had gone once before with uh, my family, but this was just the two of us. Um, and I felt like this is where I really, like my very first time, like really feeling the magic. Um, like I've always felt it, but like, this is like, I felt like something was different, but we pull into the, the toll booth and yeah, I'm just going there. I just have a nightmare before Christmas shirt on. And remember the cast member talked to me, smiled and I'm getting ready to pay. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. He goes, I like your shirt. Don't worry about it. And I, at the time, I just felt like that was so magical. Like, it was like, you just like my shirt. You're not, not wanting to charge me or anything. Um, and I was so happy about that. It just, just the, the, it just, I don't know. It was such a great, I don't know. It, it just was so unique. And we had such a great time at the party. It was our first party. I had a blast. Got to meet Jack Skellington and Sally for the first time. Like, it was just so much fun. Um, and then I remember, like, late, like at the end of the party, when we're getting ready to leave, like, we knew about the Disney College program. We started, like, peeking on name tags and started asking people about their experience. Um, and just heard so many raving reviews, people loving it, loving their time with Disney. People were so sweet and genuine and wanting to talk to us. And it, it just, that made us want to apply for the Disney College program. And um, it was such a great such a great night. And at that time, like we're living in South Florida for, for college. And I don't think either of us really cared to be part of the party scene anymore. We just did so much of it over our freshman year of college that we're just over it. So that really motivated us. Like, all right. At that point, we're like on the drive home. We're like, all right, we're going to apply for the Disney college program. So fast forward, uh, spring 2017, um, we both apply, both go through, and I remember clear as day on 
that Valentine's Day, Lindsay heard, and she got accepted um, into the Disney College program. And I, at the time I didn't, this was only like three weeks after applying. It was the worst Valentine's Day ever. I was so miserable. I was so petty about it. I was so frustrated that I didn't hear back. Um, of course, two weeks later, I got accepted. And um, and yeah, it was, it, it was great. I just, you get nervous. That process is, it's a pretty simple process. You, you know, fill out the application, you know, if you move forward, you go to the web-based interview where you answer some questions, then you do your phone interview, and then boom, you wait and you find out. Um, we both got our top uh, our top choices of attractions, which we were very excited about. Um, and then with the Disney College program, it's nice you you basically get to decide when you're gonna um, when you're gonna start. So we did like the earliest time in August. Um, to start, we just did regular fall. You could do fall advantage too, where you get to do like May to January. We only did August to January, um, just to coincide with school. So did that. Finally, fast forward to to um, to August twenty seventeen, and still to this day, I think those five months of our Disney college program were some of the best of my life. I, we just had, I had so much fun. Um, you're, you're basically working to feed like this adrenaline rush of constantly just doing the parks all the time. I mean, I would go to the parks two, three times a week, (laughs) constantly going, um, it, you're getting paid to play and it was great. Um, from starting off with traditions, which to me, like some people dread traditions. It's basically your first ever shift as a cast member. You get to learn all about the traditions of Walt Disney World, the Walt Disney Company, and then you get to have a surprise for Mickey. And I love that. I thought it was so awesome. Um, just love that experience. And then I ended up working at Mission Space. Lindsay worked at uh, Tower of Terror. Um, I, I wish I had an attract. Like I wish I worked at an attraction that was, um, that was a busier attraction. Mission Space was definitely slower. We didn't have as much of a line. Like I loved the craziness. Anytime it was busy, I was like, "Bring it on! I want it to be busy." Um, but it was fun. I. What I really loved during my Disney college program was, of course, the fun of, like, just going to the parks all the time. Um, that's where I got to start, like, our whole Disney dining thing. Um, I really loved interacting with the guests. Like, I loved that so much. I know, and I only worked in the parks for five months, so it's different than cast members who work in the parks consistent, you know, for a longer period of time, but... Um, I never got drained of like making magic with guests. I always had so much fun just trying to make people's vacations, make people laugh, make people smile. Um, I literally have a whole journal that I wrote every single day of my Disney college program. Um, I have to find it. I I was going to look at it before this episode, but I wasn't sure where it was, but I just loved it. Like I, there were so many incredible moments um, from just working Mission Space to 
getting to do some shifts where I was doing crowd based what we would what you would think of crowd control for uh, illuminations the nighttime spectacular then to working a shift on New Year's Eve of crowd control um, it was so much fun I I loved it I had such a blast doing it um, it was a great way to learn about the company learn about Disney learn about the expectations of Disney um, and I'll say it, it was extremely depressing leaving that because. You're on such a high every single day that leaving that to come back to South Florida, it was tough. It was really tough, um, but it was an awesome experience. Um, I mean, working attractions, you're, you know, interacting with guests all day long, you know, managing the actual attraction. It was, it was a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Then fast forward <clears throat> about two years later to when Lindsay and I both graduate college. Um, Lindsay actually, so when we were getting ready to graduate, we both were applying to pro Disney professional internships, which if you're unfamiliar with Disney professional internships, they are very hard to get. I mean, very, very hard to get. The application process is so, like, it is very hard. I applied for probably over 125 Disney roles. And after graduation, I didn't get a single one. Um, Lindsay got, you know, the role. Uh, she be, was on a management internship at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So I went on a whim. I worked at a, at a Marriott resort, you know, in hopes of achieving my dream of working at Disney while I was up here. And luckily I got to do that because... Um, we moved here, I think it was May 2019 after graduation. And um, about two months later, um, I remember I was working at this resort and I actually saw someone post on Facebook um, about a contractor role. Um, so if you're not familiar with contracting, basically there are third-party companies that will hire for companies like Disney um, for temporary roles. Uh, they could be three months, they could be 12 months, they could be two years. Um, and of course, the goal is to be hired full time. So um, this role was for a marketing coordinator. Um, and it was with Disney. And I felt like that was my chance where I could, you know, get back into Disney. Um, and it was a very different type of interview process because you interview with the recruitment firm. And if you know, they're a fan of you, which <clears throat> luckily the recruitment firm, they, you know, I, I got a, got to build a really good relationship with them. Um, got to have a great interview with my eventual manager and worked on the, uh, worked for Disney's Yellow Shoes as part of their marketing promotions team. Um, very different from in the parks. Uh, that team um, was not a creative team. I mean, they were, they were creative, but they weren't like yellow shoes creative they weren't creating any designs they worked with all radio stations um both uh within the state of florida and around the country um <clears throat> promoting different you know different initiatives at walt disney world um so i was specifically hired on a three-month contract uh to promote the opening of star wars galaxy's edge which was really cool um the role itself was interesting. I, I, I don't know if I knew exactly what to expect out of it, but um, I was basically uh, 
handling the business side of things with contracts with radio promotion partners, um, and really just support where is needed. Um, the role really just opened my eyes to like what corporate Disney looks like. Um, in those three months, like I got to do some cool stuff. I got to, um, they would have radio promotions for at Typhoon Lagoon, um, where they would actually have radio stations come out to Typhoon Lagoon and broadcast there and promote Typhoon Lagoon. So I got to sit in on a few of those broadcasts, which are really, really cool. Um, we also got to, that was when NBA Experience was first opening and got to go to that and be, um, go, you know, part of the preview there and didn't help as much with the whole event of the NBA Experience, but um, was there. But really, the, and probably one of the coolest things I've ever done in my professional career was eventually helping with the launch of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, so on our team then, it was a, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a three-day event. Um, and we actually, we got to stay on property. We got to stay at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort, which is really cool. Um, the first day, basically what I got to do was help support um I helped support – so we had – this one was only Florida radio stations coming in. So we had Florida radio stations coming to stay at Coronado Springs. Um, and so we helped with the check-in process. They basically – what we were doing is they were coming to Coronado Springs and then going straight to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, so they could start to ride like the Millennium Falcon, kind of go around, hang out at Hollywood Studios. Um so that's what I did, help support there. And then that night, um, we had the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge media event, which was just, like I said, still to this day, one of the coolest events I got to be a part of. Um, basically, everything that Galaxy's Edge has to offer, food-wise, we got to try for free. Um, and it was great. Blue-green milk there, stuff from Ronto Roasters, uh, Docking Bay 7 were just there. Um, it was awesome. Um, characters like Hondo Anaka who do not walk around Galaxy's Edge were walking around there. And it was just cool. It was cool to see like radio uh, media members like get to see the land for the first time. And it was just a lot of fun. Got to go ride the Millennium Falcon with some of the radio partners. It was a really, really fun night. Um, really special night. Truly like that is a highlight that I'll never forget. That was just awesome. Um, then the next day, we actually did a a resort tour where um, the radio partners now, um, in the morning, they broadcasted live from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Docking Bay 7, um, where they did their, uh, where they got to record their radio shows that morning. And then after that, we did a tour around um, different resorts where they got to post on social media and later talk about them. Um, so the resorts that we did, I know we did Disney's Art of Animation Resort, Disney's Wilderness Lodge. I want to say we did Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort because I believe we were uh, preparing for the opening of Riviera. Um, and there was one more resort that I can't think of off the top of my head. That I think we also did Coronado Springs. We were promoting Grandestino Tower. Um, but it was cool. We got to basically hang out at the resorts, get to talk through with the radio um, broadcasters, the radio host about the resort. 
Um, and as me as a Disney fanatic, I was loving it, you know, because I, I have a lot that I could always share too. And that was a lot of fun and be able to get excited with them. Um, so it was a very fun event. And then after our, our internal team at Disney got to go to, um, we ate at Coronado Springs Resort uh, for dinner that night at Toledo. So that was a lot of fun. And then the next day, basically, they finished off with a broadcast at Disney's Yacht Club um, where there was, and you kind of see it now at some media previews, like I'm sure you'll see media members posting it, but like previews of food and wine um, and the merchandise. I think we also got some previews of Halloween that year for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Um, I believe Minnie came and met that day. So it's just it was such an awesome event. Um, unfortunately, I was my contract was not extended. Um, and basically, I was kind of in limbo from there. Um, I was still applying for Disney professional internships for the spring because I had a feeling that my contract might not be extended um, due to the fact that I, I was primarily there just for Galaxy's Edge. Um, so I was applying for professional internships, doing a lot of meet and greets and you, you have to, when you're working for Disney and you want to continue to grow, you have to meet as many cast members as possible, attend as many seminars as you can. And I was doing that. Um, and as I was doing that, I knew that realistically speaking, there was nothing that I was going to do. Like I wasn't going to work anywhere for Disney until that January, um, and this is my contract ended at the end of September. So that's three months of not working. Um, and like I said, Lindsay's fully working and everything. So, um, I had to find something and I wasn't going to sit around. So that's when I was like, well, no, let me see if a Disney store is hiring. And, um, I contemplated it for a little bit cause it was a little far, but I ended up working uh, seasonally at the Disney store at the Florida mall. Um, really just to fill in that gap as a cast member. Um, so that was great. I got to to work there seasonally, um, really just from like mid-October all the way through the holidays, right before my professional internship. Um, honestly, I really enjoyed it. I always wanted to, growing up, work at a Disney store. Um, it's It's a shame that they're no longer, they no longer exist, but it was a lot of fun. You definitely a different group of guests. Um, but it felt just as magical. Like you felt like you were at Disney all the time. Um, and got to see all the new merchandise come out. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's about what you would expect, you know, it's retail with Disney. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was nice because I actually got to utilize the perks of living at Walt Disney World, you know, being in Orlando. Um, unfortunately, not most Disney Store cast members don't get to do that. But that was a lot of fun. And then um, I ended up getting offered a role. I remember I was emotional getting the call um, as a communications planning intern for the Disney programs and intern, Disney internships and programs team um, starting that January. And that was so exciting. Um I was really, really excited for that role. And that role was awesome. Probably to date my favorite role within Disney. Um, basically what I got to do on the Disney programs team is help with their newsletter. I got to help 
uh, create content for their Disney programs blog, got to do photo shoots for their social media, create social media posts, um, got to also help support like just on site with different events that they have. It was a lot of fun. I felt like I was like reliving my Disney college program, um, in a different way. Cause I never, we didn't live on site, uh, on property for our Disney college program. So I really got to experience what Disney housing was like. Um, and it was so much fun, like to help with the welcome events. I got to meet Jiminy Cricket at one of the events. Um, got to do a lot of different photo shoots. I remember I, I had the opportunity to like pitch different like social media initiatives um, that we got to do on like Instagram stories, which was fun. I remember I pitched one of like where cast members can watch the Super Bowl from. Um, and I got to go and take some pictures of some different options. Um, we also were like highlighting cast members at Magic Kingdom. So one day I got to do, go to Magic Kingdom and do a photo shoot. Got to do a photo shoot at Disney's Animal Kingdom and take different pictures. It was a lot of fun. It taught me also like how to edit um, pictures as well. Um, such a great experience. I got to talk to so many cast members who it was really exciting to see their excitement to start their journey. Um, really just an awesome experience. And then unfortunately... Um, I even received an extension for this role to go through the whole year, but due to COVID-19, um, all internships were, were ended, um, that April. So I only got to be in that role really for like three and a half months, but it was an incredible experience and it, it sucked because I had worked so hard to finally get a Disney professional internship. I mean, it was like a year of applying, um, that was like one of two that I, that I really felt like I had a good chance to get. And um, it sucked because I, I really thought in that time, like I was never going to leave Disney. Um, but it happened, you know, everything happens for a reason. But it was an awesome experience. Really loved the people that I worked with, the work that I was doing, and just the company. I mean, I, I my whole time working for Walt, you know, the Walt Disney Company was incredible. Um, I always, I loved the benefits that I had, you know, the park admission, the the discounts, and just, I think it there's something special about doing what you love for work um, and for a company that you love. And I, I definitely felt that way. Now, before this episode uh, ends, I did want to talk about, I got two questions on Instagram about, you know, what did people want to know about my time as a cast member? Um, so the first one was worst experience or funniest experience with a guest. Um, the one that always comes to mind is, I mean, obviously this one is specific to when I was in the parks. Um, but at Mission Space, um, I'm a big sports guy, if you don't already know, big Dallas Cowboy fan. And, and of course, the year that I did my Disney College program was the year the Philadelphia Eagles went on to win a Super Bowl. Um, and Carson Wentz, star quarterback, I remember he got hurt and he was out for the season. And, you know, I I was ragging on him a little bit. I, I He was – anytime there was, like, someone that came in wearing sports, anything, I always, like, made a comment. Nothing, like, malicious. Like, I, I would joke around. And I joked around with him, like, as he's about to get on to the ride. Um, but he was not joking. 
he, I made a comment, he was full out screaming at me. I mean, full out screaming at me. <laughs> he was so pissed off and I could do nothing but laugh. I just thought it was the silliest thing. Um, so I know it's not like the funniest experience, but I thought it was funny because it definitely embodies what an Eagles fan is. Um, the next question was, how long did it take to get a job at Disney? Um, uh, when I did my Disney college program, it probably took about a month. Um, probably about a month after applying. Uh, Disney store, or my contracting role, that probably took about a month too. Month, maybe month and a half. Um, and it, it was probably a month. Disney store was pretty quick, probably a week and a half, two weeks. And then my professional internship, that was also probably about a month and a half, two months. Um, and then second part of that was, did I move as soon as I accepted it? Disney college program, I knew when I was starting. So I had about six months before I had to move. Um, so I knew that in advance. Um, my contracting role, I was already in Orlando. Um, so I just had a two-week turnaround time. Disney store, same thing. Um, professional internship. You would know in advance, like if you were doing a professional internship, you would know in advance the date, but I was here already. So I lined it up really well. Um, normally, it, de it depends on the role. I think corporate roles, you you're kind of assumed to start whenever they need you to. Um, parks roles, I think there's a little bit more flexibility about when you can start and relocate. Um, that's always something you could speak with your recruiter if you're going through that process. But um, if it's something you're contemplating, I highly, highly recommend. Now, I feel like I got to talk about my favorite part, my favorite memory with, um, with the marketing promotions team. I don't really have one specifically for Disney Store. I just really enjoyed just like working with my coworkers there. They were great. But I wanted to bring up my favorite memory at Mission Space and then with uh, the communications planning team. Um, so as when I was with Mission Space, I had an opportunity where I, um, I just like normally you're in a rotation of different parts of the attraction, but I had a chance to just make magic. And we got to bring this family up to the VIP lounge in Mission Space, which yes, there is one. Um, Got to bring them up, have snacks. This little girl did not want to ride this ride. She was very scared and um, got to bring her up, got to talk to her about the ride. And eventually she was like, okay, I'll do it. So we got her to skip everyone, go even past Fast Pass, go on the ride. She really, really enjoyed it. Then um, we actually surprised her with test track Fast Passes as she uh, was leaving. So grateful, got a picture with them. Um, Later that week, they actually skipped their Magic Kingdom day, came back to Epcot, and they rode the orange side um, and wanted to come back and see me. And it was just so awesome. I'll never forget it. One of the coolest moments as a cast member um, and really just showed you, you know, the the impact that we had on them. Uh, with the Disney programs team, I mean, there was, there was so many memories. I, I think all the photo shoots were great and all... All the different housing events, like I, I don't know if there was one in particular that I loved more than the next. I think any housing welcome event was just so much fun. Um, if, you know, I'm sure Disney College Program alumni that listen to this will understand, 
But there's just something about those events, um, the characters, the, everyone's excitement, and now they're all together. It was just so much fun. Um, I wish I had longer to, to go to some of the bigger events with Disney programs. Um, but so much fun. We'll always, always love my time there. But that was longer than I expected. I didn't expect to chat about my time at Disney as long as I did. But um, hope that gave some unique insight. Um, like I said, loved my time. Loved being a cast member. Um, I feel like everything works out for a reason, though. And hopefully it'll work out, you know, one day the way I would like it to again. So that's episode 48 for you. Um, I'm excited. Next week we're going to have some dining um some dining reviews for you for the first time on Friday for Lindsay and I's seventh anniversary. We're eating at flying fish, um, which I'm very excited for. I've heard great things. And then on Sunday, we're eating at crystal palace, which I've eaten at breakfast and dinner before. Um, but we're specifically going back to breakfast for the, um, churro waffles. So, and also going to try and ride Tron again. So can't wait to talk about all of that on next week's episode, but Hope you enjoyed a little bit more, a little bit of my cast member experience. So um, if you have any questions that I could help, you know, you're interested in being a cast member, interested about different parts of the company, I feel like I got to learn a lot in a short span of time, um, which was really nice. So anyways, have a magical week. Have a great weekend. Can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Mm-hmm.